Frimpong. I'm coming to you live every Monday and Thursday. Monday, I do more shows on relationship. Thursday is going to be uh, more politics, especially black politics. Now, on this relationship show, I'm going to talk about the importance of youth activities. I got in a little hot water with some of the people who watched the show when I said that I would be very, I'm slow to date people, and I think you should be slow to date people who didn't either play sports or classical music as a youth, because if they didn't play sports or classical music as a youth, they might not know how to actually problem solve in certain specific ways to actually stick with you when things get hard. They might not be, they might not know, they might not even know what it means to be in it with someone. Um, and then when you throw liberalism on top of that, you know, the culture on default creates mercenaries. So if you don't know, if you haven't been with someone who knows how to be in it, like as a matter of their own will, with you in either, like I said, classical music or um, sports where they have to work individually and then come together and kind of make it work as a team, then they might not, they might quit, right? So I got a little trouble saying that. And I'm, I say this, this is important because, you know, I have a, I'm a father of three kids, two daughters and a son. And I think youth uh, activities are very important to their character development. Right? I don't need them to be professional. I have a cellist, a violinist, and a pianist. I don't need them to be professional musicians. Um, I don't need them to be, and all three play soccer. And I, you know, I coach a team, and I, and I work out with them every day. And I don't need them to be professional soccer. And I'm not doing it for this college scholarship. I don't fetishize a college scholarship. I do it because it's good for their character. And they do it, and I get them to do it every day because it's good for their character. Because there's only so many activities we let kids actually throw themselves into and focus that's safe for them to do so, where they don't become a danger to themselves, but actually become a virtue, uh, but become virtuous and skillful through doing them. Like we don't let them like have real big responsibilities, but through music or through soccer, they can actually create something meaningful and express their will and realize their will in a meaningful way through like under constraint, which is the world, expressing your will under constraint. Um, you know, you can't use your hands in soccer, you know, the violins are <laughs> just, the instruments are hard, right? So there are a lot of constraints, but you still have to kind of wrestle your will out there and like develop the skill of doing that. And that's a very important skill because that's a lot of the world. And you realize that a lot of adults don't know how to do that. And those aren't the kind of adults you want to be in your life, right? So I want to raise the kind of kids I want that I want who can be in my life and who um, will be kind of good for the world. And so I, you know, I teach them how to wrestle beauty out of the world through, you know, sports, or athletics. Some people say like, well, what if they're just good in school? That's a little bit too generic. And at, in this day and age, you can be good in school just by doing what you're told when you're told because you're told. And that's not really the kind of creative problem solving that goes into actually turning yourself into an elite athlete. Right? So the one big problem is there, and I'm a big fan of coaches. I think good coaches are important. Um, you should be able to be coachable, but also like understand that the coaches have their own interest and you have your own interest, but good coaches are important. And one sad thing I'm realizing is how many hack coaches and teachers there are. Like first night, uh, hack music teachers. A lot of people teach piano, but like really they, they don't produce anything. And what's, and, and the insight I want to contribute to those of you who are raising kids right now is don't be very suspicious of coaches or experts or teachers whose kids themselves aren't excellent at the thing they're coaching. 
right? Like I wouldn't go to a reading teacher whose kids can't read or the, the reading teacher has all these excuses about why their own kids can't read. It's, I don't, like I'm very suspicious of music teachers whose kids themselves aren't very good musicians. I'm very suspicious of, you know, if I were to look at a professional soccer coach, but your kid's like fat and can't play soccer, I'd be very suspicious of your ability to coach. Because if you can't turn your kid into the thing, you're not, I'm, I'm not really convinced you can motivate my kid in the right way to be the thing. And a lot of coaches are hacks. So people think they can get around hacks by club sports and private lessons. But a lot of club sports are hacks. Like I'm a coach in the rec league just because it fits with my schedule a little bit better. But, um, and I was wondering if my kids were missing anything by not, you know, playing club soccer and just having me as their coach. But then the, a lot of the club soccer, it's parents who want to pay someone else to, I think, do the job of the parent. Like coaches augment the parent. The AAU team isn't going to make your kid great. It could augment and be like a catalyst and a multiplier of what the parent puts in. But the AAU team or the soccer club isn't itself gone, going to make your kid great. What they're going to do is suck some of the rich people's money um, and then funnel some of the expertise into the kids who also have the home life that will allow the team to be great. But if you just think the AAU team or the coach or the piano lessons or the violin lessons is going to make your kid good, you're just a sucker because a lot of these teachers are hacks. Um, and a lot of these coaches are hacks. You need, there's no substitute for a parent. It's not like Steph Curry became Steph Curry because of his AAU team. No, the, I'm sure the AAU team helped, but he needed a strong foundation of, of, a, of a home. The best way to, <laughs> the best way to be a professional in anything is to be a second generation that, right? With a, with a thoughtful parent, with a thoughtful parent. And then the coach can help, or the teacher, the private teacher can help augment what the thoughtful parent is putting in, but you can't buy your way into actual the, the quality of skillful problem solving. And like, look, once again, like a lot of liberals will tell you parents, kids don't need fathers, but unless the mother was taught learning how to do stuff, then you'll have a lot of kids who can't do things and can't even learn how to do things because in, learn, in order to do things, you need to have learned how to do things uh, usually in your youth. So like, I don't want my kids to be professional musicians. Or I don't want my kids to be um, professional you know, soccer players or whatever, but I do want them to be able to learn hard skills. And the ability to learn hard skills takes 10 years and your youth is your time where you can learn hard skills. Or it could come from like other ways. Possibly it can come from even video games because video games are hard to beat. Like I, I, for like a very short period of time, you know, pretty much raised myself, but for a very short period of time, I played a lot of video games. I was like nine or 10. Um, and that taught me how to problem solve. That's not ideal. I would have rather had like, you know, a dad um, kicking a ball out with me, talking me, talking to me about that. But I, I'm not gonna throw, I'm not gonna throw, for example, video games out with the, the bathwater, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I want to be kind of um, expansive about how kids pick up skills, but 
it's important that kids pick up skills. And I think it's gendered. Like, I think it's very important that my daughters play sports because especially with girls, a lot of the society is telling girls they don't have to have to do anything. They just have to be. They just have to be and maybe be good and do what they're told, but they don't actually have to like problem solve in a kind of substantive way to create and build stuff. Except sports and music, like there is no, you can't smile or be clawing around it. I have a, a special, I'm growing a special respect for swimming because water is unforgiving. And, and I, I notice a lot of the kids who do what my kids do also do swimming. And I think it works well for them because um, water is unforgiving that you can't like negotiate with it or you can't just cute your way out of, um, um, of drowning, right? So it's un unforgiving and undefeated. So competitive swimming, I think, if your kids aren't into it, I think it might be a good thing. My kids don't do it, but if I were to do it again, I think I would, I would maybe strategize to put competitive swimming in there. But once again, you only get what you only get. It's going to multiply the ethic of the parent. And if the parents don't have good ethics, don't expect them to get everything from whatever team. The team's just going to take your money, especially like a private team. They're just going to take your money and tell you what you want to hear so they can keep giving money. You notice there's this theme in my shows. I'll say the same thing about therapists. I'll say the same thing about tutors, academic tutors. Um, I, I, they'll all just take your money if you don't have, if you don't have, if you're not a parent, um, if you don't know what you want and aren't serious about the business, right? So I'm a huge fan and I want to say thank you to the people who allowed me to t put my daughters, the people who gave in Super Chat, um, uh, put my daughters in the UGA Elite Soccer Day Camp last month. It was actually wonderful. It was better than I thought. It was better than I thought. Not because it was expensive, but because it pulled together kids who not just could pay, but whose parents were serious about their kids learning something. A lot of these uh, programs with unserious parents, even if the parents are rich, but the parents are unserious, they are just there to make the kids happy, not make them work, right? Swimming, like I think gets around that because the water makes the kids work. But a lot of these other kind of sports camps are just there not to make the kids work and learn, but to just kind of make them happy. This was like a big, this, this camp was well put together because it was there to actually like deliver content to the kids. And, and my kids came out with like crisper skills and they were around other girls who were like had crisp skills. So it's not necessarily the money, but it was the quality of parents um, who then put their kids into that school. And that's the same thing with private schools. Um, like you can go to a private school and if you go to a private school and you just think the school's going to teach your kids stuff, you'll just have a kid who's around a bunch of other lazy rich kids, right? Like, but if you go to a school with the ethic that like, all right, we're going to get everything out of this educational institution, then, um, your kid can get a lot, right? So I kid, my kid, I'm not really going to send my kids to private school, but I'm going to send them to the public school with the ethic that they can get everything they can out of this institution if they like if they work the institution, everything out of it. And that ethic's going to do more than just paying thirty thousand dollars a year tuition for sixth grade, because a lot of people can pay that and then expect the school to actually turn their kid into a good human, and it doesn't work out. The bottom will be 
less bottomy, but the top won't be great because you're expecting the kid to do the work that should become that that schools only ever augment. It's a multiplier. And multiplying five times five is different than multiplying 25 times five. So if they get 25 and the school's going to multiply it times five, I, you know, I get my 125 out of it. But if you only put in two and the school multiplies it by five, you get 10. And then my kid eats your kid for lunch. All right. So institutions are multipliers of what goes on at home, which is one reason why I'm such a huge fan of, you know, home life and making yourself, making your family like strong and good because the institutions are able multipliers in a way. And some, some are better multipliers than others, but you need the ethic that work happens every day at home. And which is why my kids like they practice every day. And I was talking to my kids before. It's like, I don't care if you hit every note. I don't care if you learn all the musicianship and all of that. What I care about is you know that it's unacceptable to miss a day of practice. Like, I don't care if you score eight goals in a game. What I care about is that it's unacceptable to miss a day of working out with the ball. Right? That's the ethic I want. And with that ethic, they'll be able to apply it to anything else. And that's the ethic you, and you don't want to have to talk the spouse or parent that you're co-parenting with into that kind of ethic for your kids. Because if they don't have it, if adults are going to resent you when you start talking like this, if they didn't grow up, if they were poorly parented. And by the way, if you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademy.com because a lot of people, especially women, a lot of people hear this and they get in their feelings and get resentful because they were poorly parented and they weren't parent parented in the way and they think that like, you know, and so they take the money away. So I need you to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in and um, kind of uh, fill in for the fragile flowers, uh, the hothouse <laughs> tomatoes who, who, who don't like the message Either they don't like the message or they don't like the message because it indicts their crappy parents, right? Or their crappy parenting because a lot of people who listen to this are actually bad parents. And I'm going to, and the people who will get the most out of this are the people who never actually thought about this, will, but will be parents now. And like, listen, for you people, I'm saving you so much money because I'm telling you don't date people who don't get this or you and your date, your affianced or your serious steady, watch this. And if they think I'm crazy uh, for talking the way I talk about like how you need to teach your kid to respect a skill every day and how they need some sort of spiritual discipline around either sport or religion or um, music so that they learn how to do something meaningful in their life later on. If that sounds crazy to the person you're dating with, dump them because they're not for you. They'll just screw up your kids, and then your kids are going to turn to drugs, and then you're going to spend all that money on rehab. And if I'm saving you money or saving your kids a rehab, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in a lot of money because like rehab's expensive, and you don't just go once. Apparently, you go three, four, five times. And I'm saving you from raising a degenerate. And all I'm saying is like make sure they're in, like they need they need to be able to do something and to have practiced at that something every day. You know, I struggle, especially, well, again, this is gendered because we don't really teach um, girls that they need to work at skills in order to be something. And to do, they need to do something in order to be something and then they need to work at skills in order to do stuff. That's, a, that's kind of a gendered uh, sensibility in, in the West. 
And um, I struggle for like media for my kids where like girls train. Like there are like a lot of like girl bosses, girl excellence, but the but it never comes from training. And there's an Alex Morgan soccer movie where it kind of gets it right, but there's no like Rocky training montage that is appropriately gendered as just a part of what it is to be an American girl. So like the training and the commitment through training is what needs to be trained into the kids. And then where, where they apply that in their adult world, it doesn't matter. Apparently, when you go to a doctor, you're supposed to ask them which musical instrument they play, not if they play a musical instrument, which one they do, because a lot of them do, right? Um, and, you know, I've said before, I don't trust people who, I don't, if you're looking for mentors or teachers for your kids, look at their own kids. I don't trust people who couldn't actually create in their own kids the excellence that they're trying to sell into other kids, into other youths. Um, because they'll just come with a lot of excuses, like they excuse their own bad parenting. Right? And if you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com, kick in $5, $15, I want to thank you for all the people. I was on the fence about this elite soccer camp. Now I'm looking, there are two more. They're less pricey. Uh, but they're still expensive. So if you support my kids going to a fancy soccer camp at UGA, first of all, you walk in, it's at the UGA soccer center. You walk in, you feel like a big shot. My 10, 8, and 6-year-olds like had everything. I had them perfectly fitted. They had the ball, the water bottle, and everything. And then they walked in. under. They just like strode out into the field with all the other kids, and they were just like big shots. I don't know how old I was until I felt like I was a big shot. I probably wasn't, probably was like 14 or 15 before I like, walked onto a field or a stage with so much confidence where like, I felt like a big shot. I wasn't embarrassed. And you know, me being me, I tell my kids that like my only job is to make, put you in positions where you are prepared. You will never be the dumb black girl, the dumb black guy amongst the whites um, if I'm doing my job parenting. And that, that's like, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at my kid. <laughs> My kids uh, are prepared. I over-prepare them. Um, and so they are never, I, I set them up for success. And then like to have the institution just be so serious and like they were so prepared because you know I work with them every day on ball control and they weren't the best, they weren't the best. But they weren't the worst, they were in it. And um, they came out with a hunger and skills because of this youth camp. And so like I'm gonna scrape together money and. The money's going to come from, you know, the five, fifteen, fifty dollars you come in to keep them going to these elite camps, because it's good for them. It, it gives them that hunger, and you know, we build the skills. And I think that's good for whatever they do. It's not about the college scholarship. It's not about, you know, being a professional soccer player, a professional musician. It's about funneling excellence in specific ways. How to be able to like focus excellence under constraints. And all of these sports or music, they're all constraints. And life is about focusing excellence and building a specific skill under constraints. And so that's what they're learning in here. And that's what hopefully they'll be able to apply when they're, you know, doctors, lawyers, or podcasters, or profs, or whatever they're going to be. All right. Thank you for your time. Uh, if you appreciate what I'm doing, spread this video out far and wide because I think people need to hear that this is the kind of stuff and this is the kind of sensibility with which you need to raise your kids. And also, you need to be a partner with someone who gets what I'm saying. If this is all kind of like, 
oh, this guy's too serious or whatever. If your partner thinks that, you don't want to be with that person because parenting with that person is going to be too much of a job and you don't want to have to talk someone into how and why to make your kids excellent. And specific excellences. There are many different kinds of excellence. So everyone in the world can be excellent um, at something, but you have to be excellent at a thing if you want to live a meaningful life, especially if you're black, but like in just in general. Um, teach your kids excellence and how to do it. And if they don't know that it comes from work, a specific work, everyday work and a specific kind of skill, um, then, then you fail as a parent because that's what you should be teaching your kid. All right. Thank you for your time. Go ahead and kick in five, fifteen, fifty dollars at funkyacademic.com, and I will see you Thursday. And Thursday, it's going to, the show is going to be about how Jay Z is actually poor or unfree. Uh, there's a clip of Jay Z talking about how he doesn't really talk to his family because they're always asking for handouts, so he just doesn't deal with it. And I'm just saying, well, that's you know, it doesn't matter if you're a billion dollars if you can't talk to your family, you're not free. You can't talk to your cousins because you know Jay Z, you know, grew up in the hood, so he's got poor cousins. All his cousins are broke. Um, so doesn't matter. You could be a billionaire. But if all your family is broke and you can't really actually fulfill any of your family responsibilities because you don't feel comfortable um, with their hands out, then you aren't free. Because really free people can hang out with their family because their family also has enough that like it's cool. Right? Really free people. So I'd rather, I would rather every black person I know have a half million dollars in the bank. And I have a half million dollars in the bank. Um, every black person I know, then be a billionaire. Because, um, you know, even like millionaires, Charlemagne, the guy can't go back to Monk's Corner in, in, South, in, I think it's from South Carolina. He can't go back to his little poor town. No. He, if he goes to a high school reunion, everyone's going to try to hit him up. So real freedom is having, being able to fulfill your responsibilities and have a community where not everybody's trying to hit you up. All right? I'm going to talk more about that on, on Thursday, and I will talk to you then. Take care. Bye.